Welcome, welcome, welcome to the American Overlander Podcast, everyone. I am your host, Will Fowler from Venture to Rome. With me today is my best buddy, Chris, from Frontier State Overland. Chris, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me again, William. Oh, man. Every time you say my full name, it makes me think of, like I'm in trouble for my mom. So um, that's going to be it's going to be a really interesting episode. The, another thing that's making this an interesting episode is that um, for the past few episodes, you've been hearing Chris and I live together in the same room. And we're virtual today. And the reason that we're virtual today is because we have a special guest coming to us all the way from Las Vegas. We have Lauren from X-Grid Campers, which is a off-road trailer camper dealership. He's going to join us today. He's joined us today, and we're going to talk to him. So, Lauren, thanks for being here. Awesome, guys. Appreciate it. Okay, so we're going to talk about all things off-road trailers. But I think before we get into like what you should look for, tips and tricks, recovery stuff, anything like that. Let's just like check in and like discover who you are. So Lauren, what's your background and how did you get started in overlanding and camping? No, I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, so I grew up in the mountains of Yosemite. So I spent uh, much of my childhood uh, uh, hiking and backpacking through the Sierra Nevadas. And then, you know, I got into uh, off-roading with a Nissan Titan, uh, you know, as I got into, you know, kind of got established in the southwest throughout Arizona and Nevada. Um, fast forward a little bit and we, you know, my family and I were out traveling. We looked at different options for getting out to explore. So we bought a traditional 27 foot, uh, traditional travel trailer bunkhouse. And so that's kind of what got us into RVing. Uh, but over time we started to realize that, you know what, that was not quite the right rig for the type of, uh, adventures that we wanted to do. And so started to research some off-road and overlanding campers. So did you try to take your RV, your 27-foot trailer off-road? Yeah, we had a few mishaps here and there. You know, you try to get back on a, a smaller trail with a 27-footer. It uh, makes it a little bit difficult, you know. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we we busted up a few uh, stabilizer jacks and, you know, grounded it out a few times. Um, and that's when we really realized that, you know, the type of stuff we wanted to do, although going to the national parks and going to the RV parks is a lot of fun, you know, a lot of great places to see. Uh, the overall experience wasn't quite what we were looking for. And so, you know, uh, at the time, this is back in probably about 2015, 16 time frame, we started to really look at what the market uh, uh, allowed for in terms of the off-road and overlanding campers, which overlanding was still kind of a, a growing term at the time. Yeah. Uh, but really is the off-road camper market. Yeah. 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 Chris, you had, that's about the same time, I think, that you and your family were really doing the traditional campground national park thing you guys had a pop-up and then you bought a bigger trailer and like you kind of went from let's go camp next to people to let's get away from people and go camping and i don't know i think you still have one of your trailers right yeah we actually have a 23 foot that's kind of similar to what lauren described you know he and his family had and so it's got like the bunkhouse and all the creature comforts and it is it's very comfortable and it's great if you're going to be going to like, you know, campgrounds. Um, however, it does, it is a camper that, you know, when we bought it, it was uh, advertised as having the adventure package. And it does have a couple of things like an axle flip and more aggressive tires and things like that. However, um, I will say after taking it just like on some washboardy roads and, you know, trying to air it down and things like that, it became pretty, pretty evident that like those traditional trailers are not, they're just not made for that. So, um, 
you know, it's all wood and glued together and has some screws and things like that. And it's just kind of one of those things where I was kind of waiting for it to vibrate apart. So I have to say the whole off-road camper, like real off-road camper market is really fascinating to me yeah. because there's a lot of things that are marketed as off-road trailers that maybe they're not. So. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, the whole wood, the wood frame construction thing is something that we can we can get into um, in just a minute with Lauren. But so, so Lauren, you've got this. You opened this dealership. How did you How did you go from going off road with your family to deciding to open up a dealership? Yeah. So when I was out looking for an off road camper, um, you know, I was driving around. I was doing a ton of research. There wasn't a lot on the market. There certainly wasn't a lot of information about them at the time. Um, and so I spent a lot of time doing research and then talking to dealers who, you know, they didn't, they didn't focus in the niche. They didn't specialize in those types of products. So they didn't have a lot of information. So, um, I, uh, I ended up buying, I had, I had, I bought one first, drove up to, uh, to, to a dealership out of state and then, and they got a second one from another dealership, uh, was driving around and, and realized that I can't be the only fool trying to find these, these cool <laughs> rigs. Um, so we, uh, we built a business plan for it and, uh, but the business plan kind of, kind of sat, it got dusty. You know, I had a full-time job. I was working in software technology and partnerships and channel sales. Um, and so I couldn't really do anything with it, but, but fast forward to 2020, you know, the world shut down and, yeah. uh, I found myself with a, a more free time due to a, an organizational downsizing. And, and, uh, I said that was the right time. So in, in mid 2020, we launched, uh, Expert campers actually went live in June. And uh, that was the beginning of it. And uh, we started with four partners. I was able to build some relationships with four of the brands that I had known about. And then uh, and then we built it up from there. Now we have eight brands that we work with and sell for. That's so cool. That's like the definition of like lemons to lemonade, man. It's like taking advantage of, of something and launching something new that's that's really exciting. Well, it's been yeah, fun I mean, because, you know, we always think about it. we spend our careers kind of working, you know, hard and, and putting all your effort in. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a paycheck. And so hmm. this has been a, a great experience for us and our family and, and our close friends that are helping us out and doing stuff together because we're in the industry and we're in an environment that's just a blast. I mean, the people are amazing in this space. Uh, everyone wants to have a great adventure. They want to go out into the wilderness. They need a little bit of help and guidance in that process. Sometimes they need a little bit of confidence too. And so uh, offering them, you know, kind of this uh, this support mechanism for uh, researching and finding an offer camper, maybe going out for the first time, it's just, a, it's just a ton of fun. Uh, we have so many great stories of working with customers that way. Well, and I have to say, I have a little bit of envy because, you know, you're, you're not just living the dream, you know, it's, it's part of your livelihood now. And I've watched a ton of um, the Australian videos where they have, you know, the off-road trailers, because it seems like there's just a lot of those over there um, where, you know, you've kind of tapped into something that is, you know, it feels like it's it's still pretty new here in the U.S. Do you um, tend to to gravitate towards Australian trailers, or do you try and and buy American, or you know, how do you how do you decide who you want to form a partnership with? Yeah, it's a good question. So, so when we started, it was about accessibility, right? Um, is about mm -hmm. what 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 products are out there available in the market, um, and really trying to identify, you know, what stands out about them. Um, and so we have a handful of brands we started with, um, and, you know, they already had a presence in the United States that allowed us to get going. They had a marketing, you know, kind of engine already in place. They had demand. 
but they weren't well represented, I think, in, in kind of the off-road or space. Again, a lot of them were being uh, carried by traditional dealers. And so we offered something unique. Even though we were small and our intent was to, to be a small boutique dealership, we only have an indoor showroom. It's not an outdoor lot. It's a one-on-one consultative process. You know, um, and so it's a different experience for the customer. But what we were looking to do is, is, is partner with some of the best brands. You know, as we, as we go into Australia... Um, there's a ton of great products in the United States and, and, and Canada and that sort of thing. But Australia offers a unique kind of perspective on this. This has been a, 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 uh, you know, something that they've been doing for decades. I mean, it yeah. truly is a lifestyle for a great majority of the population. And so some of the brands that come out of there, they have decades of experience doing it. Um, And so, you know, so uh, when we started, we had customers ask, how do we get the Australian brands? And so that was one of the efforts that we did is to start bringing those in. What's your relationship with them like? Like, so so like, what is it like to bring in an Australian manufacturer, trailer manufacturer? And like, how does that all work with with you and your dealership? And like, how closely are you in contact with them? Is it a, is it just a you send us your stuff, we sell it? Or is there like an actual relationship there? Yeah, I would say across the board, all of our partners, we are very, very committed to this, the, the, the mutual growth of both of our companies. And so whether they're, you know, from Australia or in the U.S. here, um, it's our commitment to really market them and build the brand together, represent them well, um, you know, kind of um, uh, work with their customers in a more collaborative way. And so I think our approach is, is probably very similar. Um, you know, we have four brands that we are exclusive with in the United States. States. One of them is here in the United is U.S., which is Expedition Trailers. Yeah. And they also were smaller family startup business. And, you know, we collaborated with them very early on the process about the capabilities and kind of, you know, we started to rent a trailer and we gave a lot of feedback to them on what took place. But we work very closely together. I mean, we're on weekly calls together. We're continuing to talk about the clients and experiences and how to make improvements. As we shifted to the Australian market, um, it takes a good 12 to 24 months to build that out. Um, We looked at all the compliance that was required with the Department of Transportation, with the lighting, the seven pin connections, uh, the propane regulations, the fire safety regulations, the safety labeling, and all the things like that that go into it because we had to get them approved for the U.S. and importing them into the U.S. And so um, it was a long-term investment. It took, um, for one brand, it took about 14 months and the other one it took uh, about 20 months to get through. Um, but we got them in. And so now when people go around to the expos over an expo and those sorts of events, um, they come to our showroom, they can see some of these really cool trailers that we are importing from Australia. It's a lot of fun, uh, to let them take a look at it. Yeah. So uh, just a quick note on, um, expedition campers out of Salt Lake, uh, or near Salt Lake, Utah, that Voyager uh, camper trailer. That's one that you you sent over to me so I could use it and make some videos on it, and I did. And um, it, we we can talk about like it getting scratched. 
<laughs> which I'm still like, I'm still very sorry about. <laughs> but for I'm, the record, uh, <laughs> see, let's, uh, let's not yeah. use a metal shovel to scrape mud off, but let's talk about how to get mud off a, a fender too, if that's good. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, exactly. It was, <clears throat> it was like, it, if you guys haven't seen that video, um, you should go watch it. it, it it's a, uh, we went to Jarbage, Nevada. We towed that thing and we were looking for snow. We were trying to go pull it in the snow and go have some winter camping, but the weather had turned. And so what was frozen ground was now muddy ground. And <clears throat> I have never, ever, ever seen anything like that, nor do I hope I ever will again in terms of mud on my rig, mud on that trailer. I mean, it was impossible. It was impossible. It was just like impossible mud. I can't, I can't, it was like a good, I don't know, eight <laughs> inches caked. Like somebody took a stucco gun all the way around it. <clears throat> you couldn't open it. You could, I mean, it was just terrible. So I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, but <clears throat> let me say, <laughs> let me say this. And you've been so gracious. Um, but the, uh, that trailer is so great. Kate still wants it. Um, it's, yeah. uh, it's got a great suspension on it. It tows really, really easily, even though it's not a super light trailer, it's not super heavy, but, but it's got this like yeah. 12 foot kitchen in the back that comes out that makes it feel like you're staying at, you know, you're staying at like with a chef's kitchen. I mean, literally, I think a chef designed it, but it's got all this prep space. It's got all this um, flat space and it's, it's um, rugged, but it's also super luxurious. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and again, when we talk about looking at different trailers that fit a family, we talk a lot about the lifestyle. And so for families, especially that are growing or expanding and they want some capability to get off road and get on narrow trails, um, a little more aggressiveness, the trailer can handle that, but it's also scalable for a family of five or six or seven, you know, with a rooftop yeah. tent and a sleeping annex and big kitchen and tons of storage and lightweight and that sort of thing. And so, you know, trying to find the right fit for a trailer is important. And I think Expedition has done a phenomenal job, really, other than some, some, some key upgrades in 23 with the suspension and the four season package, the actual uh, design of the trailer hasn't changed since they yeah. started building it. Uh, they yeah. nailed it the first time around. Agreed. And, uh, you know, the, the team there just uh, built an incredible trailer that's very, very robust, um, but still very comfortable. Yeah. Well, and it's also really towable because, um, when Will told me that he was going to be taking this this trailer on our our garbage trip, um, you know, he, he we did a little walk around and he showed it to me and I was like, wow, this is this is beautiful. And you know, our both of our wives were just like head over heels. They were literally jumping up and down, and clapping, like literally. They were. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, hey, look at the kitchen. I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah. It was. It, it was silly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, I was a little bit worried because, you know, Jeeps are not great tow vehicles. And, you know, then you have a, a Jeep with 35s and, you know, all the weight from, you know, the steel bumpers. And I think yeah. Will still had his rooftop tent on yep. there. And I was like, huh, it's going to be interesting to see how <laughs> how Finn tows this trailer. Is he going to be able to keep up with us? And um, long story short, the answer was yes. Yeah. Um, I was behind that thing and it, I was just kind of mesmerized by how the suspension took um, like everything from washboards to whoops and all sorts of stuff. It just ate it up. And to watch that, um, you know, I don't know what if it's like a Timbrin or, or what manufacturer made that suspension, but it was amazing. And he was able to keep up, too. So, yeah, um, yeah, it was something else. 
Well, and that was one of the big shifts that they made. You know, Expedition really is looking to be a leader, and they are, I think, in in the off road and overlanding trailer market. So they, they, uh, yeah, in twenty three, they built their own suspension. They went in house with it, um, and you see some of the manufacturers going that direction. And there's some great, you know, kind of aftermarket suspensions. But um, when you build the trailer with the suspension in mind. Um, it really pulls the entire system together. So you get the nice tracking on high speeds, you know, kind of maneuverability, you get good articulation. Um, the uh, A-arm is designed in a way that gives you that good clearance. And so um, it works together, you know, and so that's what's what's interesting about, you know, trailer like Expedition. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a couple of other partners, Australian Off-Road, they do their own suspension in-house and track T-Van. Mm-hmm. They have their own suspension that was tested with the Australian military. And so these brands that are really focused in the off-road market, they invest in that. They invest in the suspension. And, you know, as we talk about, you know, how to identify a good off-road trailer, you know, we focus on the frame. We focus on the suspension. We start there and we work our way up. And what you saw, Will and Chris, in in that experience is kind of the, uh, you know, kind of the result of that. And the result of that thoughtfulness and the engineering behind building the trailer all as one unit. So, so then what would you say to somebody that's, that's thinking about buying one of these trailers? Cause there, there seem to be a lot of options out there. A lot, a lot of us made companies, there's obviously the Australian trailers, if you can get them someplace, um, some of them are now manufacturing over here or assembling over here. Some of these kind of, you know, bigger Australian brands, but let's just say like, you're somebody who's like, okay, I have a family, I want to overland, but I think I need a trailer in order to do that where do you start with them? Like where should they start and how should they be thinking about buying a trailer? (laughs) No, it's, it's, it's great to think about. Um, so there's, there's kind of three buckets that we, we start to talk about. One is just their lifestyle. How are they going to use it? How often are they going to go out? And number two is kind of the, the style of the trailer, you know, which is the smaller, you know, uh, expedition style, very compact rooftop tent up to a hybrid or caravan, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then, then the third was really kind of the other capabilities and features that they need with it. You know, do they need a bathroom or does it need to be garage height? There's some knockout points right away. And so when we start thinking about that, it really helps to narrow it down. And this is, our approach as a dealer, uh, because we're an indoor showroom, very consultative, we try to serve as the trail guide for customers. Mm. So think about if you hire a fishing guide or you hire a skiing guide, you know, you're going to get on a trail with them or out on a slope and they're going to push you a little bit. They're going to ask questions. They're going to find out what you're comfortable with, but they might take you to the next step but they're going to have fun with it, right? We kind of do the same thing with, you know, searching for an overland camper. So, you know, talking about kind of that first adventure that they're trying to do, are they a weekend boondocker? Great. Trying to get out there and do some stuff once in a while, you know, maybe a couple times a year. Are they overlanding enthusiasts? They're taking longer trips. They're really exploring. They're going to Alaska. They're doing cross-country travel. Or are they full-time explorers? I mean, we have Mm -hmm. all of them. You know, we have people that live in the rigs full-time. They travel full-time in them. And so the needs are very different, you know. So that's the first thing is really understanding the user type, what they're trying to accomplish with it. Um, Once we know about their types of trips that they're taking, then we can get into the type of camper um, that works. So. Yeah. And then we talk about the type of campers, you know, there's teardrops, there's pop-ups, there's hybrids, there's caravans, there's truck campers, you know, then you have the super lightweight, small, you know, kind of expedition style trailers, you know, that, uh, that 
fit really nice behind a very small Jeep or something. And so, um, um, and each of those provides unique capabilities and benefits. And so trying to hone in on those is really important for a customer. So, so, you know, it's, so it's a big world of trailers <laughs> and a lot to choose from. So a lot of that is going to be based on, like you said, like <laughs> your personal preferences and what you're, how you're going to go about doing it. But maybe we can hone in on like some red flags. Like what are some yeah. things actually when someone, no matter what they're looking at, um, some things that if they see should be like, bang, I need to like, that's a red flag. Like, oh, it's a super light trailer. Okay. Where's the red flag? Like, why is it so light? Right. As an example, so what do you? What are your common red flags that, that you can think of? So it really comes back to what you're trying to accomplish with it, because in some cases a red flag may not be a red flag for someone else, right? And so you know if you're doing kind of off-road, kind of light uh, trails and fire roads, um, the rig may be perfectly suited for that. But if you are taking it on heavier, more aggressive courses and tracks then it may be a red flag. And so understanding that lifestyle is really important. But when we get into the off-road space and people want to say they're an overlanding trailer or they're an off-road trailer, I think that's kind of what you're asking for is mm -hmm. how do we identify what's really good and what's capable? We start, like I said, with the chassis and the suspension. We look from the ground up. Um, you know, Chris, as you mentioned, on that trailer that you took out and you said, yeah, it had the axle flip, it had bigger tires, it has the ground clearance. That's very common. You see a lot of that in the market, especially from the traditional dealers right um but going down a washboard road for 20 miles yeah. you cannot underestimate what that does to a camper okay it's yeah. just not about clearance at that point okay um it's not about the tires i mean there's so much rattle and roll that happens on that it, it takes such an abuse everything on the inside you know has the potential to fall apart so really understanding how it's built makes a big difference for those types of that type of travel um, we're looking at the materials for the body panels composite aluminum we're really trying to get away from anything wood especially in the walls or structure um, there's certainly a number of companies that make great trailers that use wood on the interior for cabinetry that's more you know kind of a um, kind of aesthetic aesthetically driven mm -hmm. um, there's still a tendency with wood over time you know um, as the uh, conditions change, moisture and heat, you know, things like that, it can, it can, you know, start to not last as long as a fully aluminum or composite trailer. So those are things we're looking at. Um, the clearance, the departure angle, the articulating hitches. Mm -hmm. Articulating hitches are probably the best feature for an off-road trailer. Um, it gives you a lot of control and stability on tough tracks. Um, but they still tow really nice at high speeds. And so, uh, you know, I'd say those are the, the key things, really how it's built, you know, how it's designed to be durable, last a long time with the types of materials it's using, and then, you know, some of those other capabilities with the suspension and the hitches. So, like, so would you say then, like, um, if you are, like, let's just say, like, a standard type of overlander where it's you, maybe your family of four, but let's just say it's you and, and a partner and you're going off, you're going down mostly forest roads, maybe some, you know, unkept forest roads that have washouts and things. Like, should you, when you're looking at different trailers, should you avoid a wooden frame? 
Well, absolutely. I mean, and it's not, you know, a lot of it is, is, is steel and wood on the frame, but, or steel and aluminum on the frame, but really probably how the wall panels are built, you know, yeah, and what's okay, inside yeah. the walls, That's you know, it's yeah. really more of it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you get into a traditional, you know, they have a, it's, you know, sometimes people call them stick and tin kind of, you know, kind of, kind of build outs. Um, and so, you know, that's, what's going to, that's, what's going to fall apart. Um, and so really looking at the frame design and then how the bodies attach to the frame and the capabilities there. And again, the suspension makes a big difference there, you know, yeah. um, you know, how the suspension is, is set up will, uh, really affect the rest of the vibration and rattle throughout the trailer. Uh, so that makes a, that makes a big difference for sure. Um, you know, and then, you know, we talk a lot about features for the customer because at the end of the day, this has to be a comfortable lifestyle. You know, they have to really get in and think about how do they want to use it? Do you want to live inside or do you want to live outside? Do you want to cook inside or cook outside? Do you need a bathroom or are you comfortable with a, you know, composting or, you know, dry flush style toilet or digging a hole, you know, um, does it have to fit in your garage? You know, do you have HOA requirements? All those things really come (laughs) into play as we look at, you know, uh, sourcing, um, you know, a trailer, and then we go into electronics, you know, how much water do you need? How much battery capacity, how much solar do you need? So those are all part of the experience of finding the right fit. I can tell you my, my HOA was not happy with me having an off-road trailer out in front of my house for, for a couple of weeks. I did get a nasty gram, which, you know, I don't really care about. Um, but it, yeah, that is, that is a thing. You got to have some place to put it if you're not going to put it in your garage. Um, so, so, okay. So you, you get this trailer. Um, <clears throat> well, no, before you get this trailer, I guess another question I have is like, why are they so incredibly expensive, Lauren, because I can buy a new gladiator at the same price as some of these trailers. <laughs> but you buy that new gladiator, don't you? <laughs> because you like the best of the best, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'd say so, you know, a lot of the really good off-road and overland trailer manufacturers, they're, they're still uh, smaller companies producing in smaller environments uh, that are still very handcrafted, meticulous to detail, sourcing good products. And so all that plays into it. You know, um, the, the, the probably the baseline there is comparing it to a traditional RV where they're pumping out, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of units per year. Um, you know, these off-road trailer manufacturers, they, they might be doing in the dozens to hundreds, you mm. know, and hundreds is a lot probably. And so, yeah. um, and so it's a different process. It's a different product. You're going, the, the customer is different. They're looking for the capabilities. So um, whether it comes down to just the design and the fabrication of it, the steel that they're using um, to the, you know, the, the aluminum or the composite panels that are custom built for them, you know, there's a lot that goes into a really good engineering. Um, and it takes years to perfect that, you know, and so, uh, typically that's what happens. And so, um, there's a lot of investment with that. Um, and then there's good components they're sourcing, you know, especially on the electrical side. Um, a lot of our trailers are using, you know, Red Arc, Red Vision or Victron systems, which are leaders, you know, Mm -hmm. in the industry. Um, we do, you know, most of our clients, 90% of clients are upgrading to lithium batteries, 
lithium batteries cost a lot, but mm. it's an eight to 10 year investment. And when you're overlining an off grid, there's no other option, really. You should never be in an AGM or a lead acid when you're off grid for a long period of time. Again, you're going to campgrounds, no problem. Take the weekend or go two, three days, no problem at all. But if you're really looking to get out away from people um, and be self-sufficient, then having good technology makes a difference. And it does, it costs a little bit more. Um, but the benefit of something like that are these trailers are really designed to last generations. You know, you can, you know, you can use them, you can abuse them. They're not going to fall apart. Um, you maintain them. Um, and certainly there's work that has to be done. They're not indestructible, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but they will last. And so it is a lifestyle commitment, you know, to, uh, to, to, to the purchase. Um, and that makes it easier. There's also a much higher resale value on them. And so, yeah. um, you know, so that, that helps kind of ease the pain a little bit sometimes. And when we, when we talk about some of the costs and the pricing, you know, a lot of people ask about that in terms of Australia, why does it cost so much, you know, for these yep. Australian products? And, mm-hmm. you know, we have three that we import Australian off-road and track trailers and, and, and lifestyle campers. Um, and they're made in Australia, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what, you know, that, that makes a difference. One, you know, sometimes people, you know, want that image and kind of the, the knowing that it's been tested in the outback. Um, but manufacturing in Australia is expensive. Cost materials are expensive. They try to source locally. Labor is expensive. Um, and then certainly the the investment to import them and get them compliant for the United States and then transport them is expensive. You know, for uh, for the larger trailers that we're bringing in, I shouldn't say the larger ones, the mid-sized ones, we can only get two to three on a 40-foot container. Right. Um, and the shipping costs right now are extraordinary. And so, you know, for the larger trailers, we might get uh, two and sometimes only one in a container. And so, um, and, you know, for right now, they're coming in, you know, ready to go. We literally roll them off the container into our showroom. Um, You know, um, there are other ways to do manufacturing and, you know, have them built in other parts of the world and then ship them in and assemble and things like that. Mm -hmm. But for right now, it was really important for us to work directly with the uh, Australian manufacturers that are building the trailers in Australia um, and uh, and bring them in in the way that they're designed to be built um, and the way they've been tested in the outback. And so it does cost a little bit more. But the good thing about this market is there's a range for everyone. Yeah. You know, we have products that start at $18,000 um, that are great off-road campers and trailers. And then we have products that go up to 100,000 plus, you know? Oof. And so there's a, there is a space for everyone here. And I think that's what sometimes people have to, they get discouraged about because they want something that, that, you know, can get pretty pricey, but you don't have to start there. You know, yeah. you can get into a cool trailer for, you know, 15 or 18,000 bucks. And there's other stuff on the market, by the way, um, that is even, you know, more affordable than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So let's say that you, you have purchased one of these trailers, whatever it is, your price range, and you're now embarking on the overlanding or off-roading trailer lifestyle. So how does that change, Lauren? Like, like, how does your travel change when you have a trailer? Like, how is it better? What are the things you have to keep in mind? How is it worse? Like, how is it different? So, like, I have a Jeep, and I can go anywhere I want to, for the most part. And you know, one of my one of my, one of the things that has prevented me from getting a trailer so far, other than like I, I want to drive some more trailers, please. Thank you. I'll try not to scratch the next one. Um, is uh, is is this fear that like I won't be able to do what I can do now? Yeah, 
Yeah. And so I think it, it comes from the perspective of where are you coming from? And so if you are a tent camper um, and you're getting a Ninja trailer first time, um, it's, it's, it's this amazing experience of having a trailer set up, ready to go and can load up and leave the house in an hour. Right. Yeah. Cause once your trailer is packed, you've got it set up the way you want to, all your gear is in there. Um, you literally can throw your clothes, throw your food in there and you can be out the door in an hour. And so that experience for a tent camper, um, is, is just an exciting time because wow, I don't have to worry about all this other stuff and, you know, going through my bins and how am I going to pack the truck, you know, and that sort of thing. Um, and then it's about the travel, where can you go, you know, mm-hmm. um, and what do you want to do? Um, for someone coming from a rooftop tent, you know, it might be a little bit different. They might be used to a little more aggressive travel because they're not towing, mm-hmm. but they still like the convenience and the amenities of having a trailer where they can put their gear. Maybe the family is growing. The rooftop tent wasn't enough. Now they have to have a rooftop tent with a cabin, a sleeping cabin of the trailer, you know, or they want to yeah. carry more gear. And so if they've been true overlanding in a, you know, a, a truck with a rooftop tent, um, they might think a little bit more about the trails are going down. But generally, overlanding, you can get a trailer anywhere the truck can go, okay? Mm-hmm. There is a, there is a, there's a limit still in terms of, you know, really tough trails. You get into fours and fives, and you're going you're gonna to be limiting where you can take that trailer, really because of turning radius and being able to escape, you know, yeah. and find an exit if you run into issues. But generally, the well-built trailers can handle the terrain uh, that the vehicle can handle you know it's really about that you know where it leads to can you get out um can you get around tight turns you know and that sort of thing and so people that are in a jeep or or a a truck that now add a trailer they have to think a little bit more but where they can explore and what they can do you know that's the um you know that's the value of it and that's what people really enjoy yeah um so so what you're saying is a trailer can go, you're telling me a trailer can go anywhere. My Jeep can go. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't that say that. <laughs> okay. no, there's like I said, there's a limit. Um, now we, we, we've had trailers on some pretty good, good, uh, good tracks, but, um, there's certainly a limit there. And a lot of people, what they like about having a trailer is you can get to your destination you can set up a base camp, you can detach and now you can go wheel. Right. And so if you do have a Jeep that you like to wheel with, or maybe you want to go find the great fly fishing spots, you know, um, or you want to go hike or do photography, you know, truly on just on, on just paths that you can only walk on. The trailer gives you the ability to get to the location, set up your base camp, put out your awning, put everything out that you want to detach and now have full flexibility. You can't do that in a van. Yeah. You can't do that in a, in a truck with a rooftop tent. You've got to pack it down each time. You've got to set it up. You've got to secure it all. And so that's, it's, it's, again, it's a shift in the mentality of what you're trying to go for. It's like, Hey, if I'm going to be somewhere for a couple of days, I'm it, you know, my shower yeah. set up, I'm ready to go. I can come back, I can make dinner and it's ready to go, you know, or spouses or family that, Hey, you know, I go fishing a lot. And so I'll set up base camp. My kids and my wife will stay there and be at the site, but I'm going to go run and go try to find a good, a good, you know, fishing hole, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I do that. And so it kind of gives that, that comfort and convenience for the entire family. 
you know, the first time I tell people that we also rent trailers, I was like, hey, don't take it on those trails to start, you know, like get comfortable towing, you know, and go to a campground. It's totally fine, right? There's nothing wrong with that. There's plenty of, you know, I mean, out in the West, we have the luxury of having tons of BLM land. So there's a lot of places you can go that are just simple spots and enjoy the experience. So work up to what you really want to go do, you know, get comfortable towing, um, you know, finding the right places, get into the right destination that you want to be at. Um, and then from there, preparation. I mean, I mean, how many, how many hours do we all spend on Gaia and Onyx and everything? <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy, right? Yeah. And so looking at Google, Google Maps and trying to figure out if I get there, where's my exit, you know? And mm -hmm. so really looking at the trail, can you get through it? Where do you go? You know, what's your plan B or C if that doesn't go right? How far am I away from support services if I need them? You know, that sort of thing. Am I traveling with someone else? There's so much that goes into proper planning and preparation with overlanding in general, yeah. all of that still applies, recovery, safety, first aid, water, you know, power, communications, the whole thing. But you add a trailer to it and there's another dimension there. You know, it does, it takes a little bit more too. So um, I think that's probably the big thing, you know, mentioned airing down. Yeah. You know, it, we, we typically, if we're going to air down the truck, we're going to air down the trailer. Um, and it's not as much for traction on the trailer once in a while on some, you know, slick rock, you know, it, it, it can be. Um, but a lot of it is for the comfort uh, of the trailer and the bouncing, you know? Um, and so um, you are going to have a lot more, especially on those washboard roads. If you've aired down the truck, we air down the trailer. Um, what the amount is really dependent. I'm usually a little bit firmer um, on the trailer versus where I might have a light truck without towing. Mm -hmm. I'm usually around 20 to 22 um, on, on the trailer. Um, but it really depends on the weight of the trailer, of course, and the tires and that sort of thing. Um, but it helps, it helps smooth out those bumps. Things don't rattle as much. Um, we've been on some trails where you do have some off camber, uh, slick rock. And I'm glad I had a little bit bigger of a surface area on the tires, you know, going around those rocks, um, you know, uh, that will help a little bit for traction, but because they're not drive wheels, you're not worried about, you know, grabbing onto rocks and lifting you up like you would on a vehicle. Yep. Um, you gave me a really good piece of advice. I think when, uh, we did a walkthrough and you were like, okay, here's the trailer. Here's how you need to use it. Here's what you need to be mindful of. And you were like, okay, before you leave, just go through the entire checklist every single time. Mm -hmm. Just look at the chains, look at the hitch, go through all the doors, make sure they're locked, make sure the, the power's turned off or, you know, whatever the furnace is turned off while you're driving, you know, like just go through and do a once through every single time. And so like that really stuck in my brain. And I don't know how many times we took it out. We probably took it out maybe five times. I think we got video on it three times. And like we literally, um, to your advice, we camped in Chris's driveway and it was great. It was wonderful. Um, before we kind of went crazier with it, but like, um, that practice was so, uh, it was such a good practice for me because it set my mind at ease that like, yes, before I turn the, the key in the ignition to tow this thing, I have just checked everything and I found stuff sometimes I was like, Oh, this door's unlocked. Yeah. I'm going to lock it up. Yeah. So Yeah. It's so important. That's probably one of the most, um, you know, the things that we reinforce the most with customers, both on the rentals and when they're purchasing their camper for the first time and, and, and taking it out is after you've hooked up, take a pause. Let's start again. And our process is we start with the vehicle. 
where the hitch mounts to the vehicle um, and the hitch pin is in and secure because people will forget to put the hitch pin in the hitch, you know, yeah, um, yes. and it's just, you know, just little things, you know, and you put it in there like, oh, we're good. Um, and then work your way back, safety chains and breakaway cable and the, is the tongue jack up and the stabilizers up and the doors locked and the whole thing, you know, check your lights, you know, um, because inevitably what happens, listen, we're all busy. We get a phone call. The kids are running around. Someone's doing something, you know, um, and we forget we get distracted and just do that double check before you uh, head off is important. Um, I also recommend when when you leave the camper um, for a period of time, maybe you go and have dinner or you're traveling and you got a spot before you, before you haul away, go check it again, check your hitch. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't have a locking hitch pin, you know, you definitely want to check that. Um, if you don't haven't secured, you know, the, the coupler, uh, then, you know, or, or have a way to secure it permanently, then check that. And so you just don't want anyone to be messing with you when you're not at the trailer. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. Just a few more questions. Cause I know you, you've got to go, you've got to run a trailer company. So I want to be mindful of your time, but, um, do you have a favorite trailer that you, that you sell? <laughs> um, that's like asking, do you have a favorite kid? <laughs> Some days, yes. <laughs> Don't ask me that question because I might actually answer it. <laughs> yeah, right. So um, listen, we, we, we are very selective on the brands we work with. Um, and what we've tried to do is build a portfolio of partners that complement each other based on the lifestyle. And so uh, if we look at kind of the brands we carry, they uniquely offer something different to the market. Um, and so, uh, and so for those reasons, you know, we, I love all of our partners for their reason, you know, and I will say, and I will tell customers there are benefits to each one, you know, and there's capabilities and uniquenesses to each one. And here's what those strengths are, but let's find out what you really need and what works for you. And then, and then go from there. And so, yeah, every trailer has its features. It has its things. I love it about this. We often get customers say, Hey, you know, I wish I could just, you know, combine all these features and you're exactly right. You know, but if you get to 90% of what you want, you've nailed it. You know, yeah. um, if you go in saying, Hey, I want to get a hundred percent of everything I want, you're not going to get it. You know, there's always something unique and different about each one that you yeah. think is going to be really cool about the other brand. And so kind of be realistic about that. Think about, you know, the trips that you'll take the most often. If you're going to do one crazy trip or one long trip, don't buy for that. You know, mm -hmm. buy for the trip, the times that you can get out and and go frequently if that's what you want to do. Um, you know, I tell people when you go out in your garage, are you inspired to go hook up and take off? You yeah. want to see this thing and say, let's go. Let's hit the trails. If you look at it, which is what I found with my big 27 footer is it's like, that's a problem. <laughs> I have a lot to that for me to go out, you know? Yeah. And so I pushed it off. I didn't do it, you know? Um, yeah. But you do this right. You find the right product. You find the right camper for you. You set it up and you're like, let's go. And that's what the feeling we want to have. That's so similar to having a Jeep or a rig. It's like, when you look at your rig, it's like, yes, when are we going? Versus like, oh, I've got to do this and that and this. And, you know, yeah, that's, that's such a good, that's such a good, um, uh, picture that you're painting about looking at it in the garage. Like, does it make you want to go out? So that was yeah. a great, that was a great non-answer. Um, <laughs> answer, not answer. So, so let's talk really briefly about what's next for, for, um, X grid campers. Like what's the future look like? I know, I think you just like maybe just weeks ago opened up a new dealership, right? 
Yeah, we're, we're very excited about this. We, uh, we decided to go ahead and expand our footprint and opened up a shop in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, and so that is live now. We're actually doing our, our grand opening on uh, June 24th. Um, and so that'll be uh, an exciting time for us. But this was important because we have some unique partners, especially the ones we import from Australia and Expedition Trailers, where we are the only dealer in the United States. Mm. Um, it was super important for us to commit and show that commitment to our partners that we're helping them uh, be distributed and exposed and marketed throughout the entire United States. Um, and so when we, you know, we started in Vegas, you know, small shop, we have five employees. We're not a big company, you know, um, I run all the sales. I'm hands-on every day in the business. In, and, and it was important for me to model the same for Knoxville. Mm. Um, I think people like walking in, knowing they're, they're speaking with the owner, um, you know, that we're hands-on in the business and that sort of thing. And so we did the same for Knoxville. So um, a client of mine, his name is Jeremy Long and Chris, his wife, Chris Long, they bought a trailer from us, an Expedition Voyager. And um, the time came up where they were looking for something new. And Jeremy was with uh, Amazon and uh, decided to leave his full-time career at Amazon and partner up with us to open that location. So we're very excited about it. Um, we have a, a nice facility there. It's almost 20,000 square feet. Wow. Um, all of our brands are represented and we actually have a full outfitting shop there as well at retail. Um, and so we have a little more space. So we are, you know, we have uh, uh, rooftop tents and awnings and then a lot of extra gear and, out and, and overlanding equipment that we are uh, uh, housing there. So um, it's a great, great facility. We're super excited about it. And we are just so appreciative of all of our partners who have embraced the move. Uh, some of them didn't have to um, due to other dealers. And so we are very appreciative that they embraced us and are supporting us out there. Great. That sounds, that sounds like an awesome facility. Last question on the dealership. And then we just have some rapid fire questions for you. What, um, sure. what, what's the hardest part about owning a trailer dealership? Cause, cause you make it sound like it's great and I'm sure it is. And it's, you live in the lifestyle, you get to be in the industry, but like running a business is hard. I can't imagine how hard it is to run a dealership model in a niche like this, where you're importing these, you know, uh, yeah. highly, you know, high quality, um, expensive, you know, um, um, pieces of equipment. So like if one of those, if one of those ships goes down, if, if it, something gets delayed, you know, you're running such small inventory, all that stuff. I'm just wondering like, what is it that you're like, Oh man, this is so hard. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause as, as you think back over the last couple of years in the pandemic, that answer is very different than what it is now. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, two years ago, it was about inventory management and, and suppliers and making sure that when people order something, they get what they ordered and, you know, they don't get delayed six months. And we had, you know, wait lists for, you know, 12 to 18 months in some cases. And that was difficult, yeah. you know, yeah. and customers learned uh, about that because that's what was happening in the world. Um, but it was still challenging because they just wanted to get out and travel. Um, that now has changed. You know, we have stock, we have inventory, even our pre-orders, our shorter timeframes, you know, so that has changed. I think what now is the difference or kind of the most challenging part for us is deciphering through all the new brands coming to market. Oh. There's so much product. I mean, the, the pandemic was a, a um, accelerator for so many different, uh, you know, opportunities and different brands coming to market just as we started. Um, and you want to give everyone a shot. Um, and so we do have a lot of companies now asking for us, hey, would you consider distributing us? Um, and it's it, they might have a really great product, but I have to make sure is 
do I have the market for it? Um, is my customer base correct? And can I support their goals? And so what we try to do is I want to make sure that we are aligned as organizations to say, um, you know, this is what I can provide you uh, to get to market or to expand the market. Um, Does that align? And so we're very careful on that. And uh, we're very selective on how it's built, who's behind it, you know, some of the processes there. And so really kind of um, understanding all the brands or as many as we can um, and what they offer to the customer and and really making sure it fits within our our market and our customer base um, and our strategy is probably the the more challenging part right now because there are a lot of options. But there's so many great trailers out there, and that's what's great. You know, whether you buy from us or another dealer, find what works for you. You know, yeah. um, you know, there's definitely great products out there that we don't carry. Some I wish I could carry that we can't. You know, and so there's just there's stuff out there. Do the research and talk to people, talk to dealers. You know, talk to influencers, talk to people who've had it. Um, Go rent if you can. If you've mm-hmm. never done it, rent a trailer. Yeah. Just go try it. You know, see if you like it before you spend, you know, twenty, fifty, or a hundred thousand on it. You know. Yep. Um, and so that's that's really valuable for people to do. You know, um, and really start to think about what they want out of the trailer. I think it's really cool you guys rent trailers. I really do because that is that's a key piece of advice. It's very expensive. It's like buying a house. Like you don't get to stay in the house for a week to see if you like it. You just have to buy it and make it work. So the fact that you can rent a trailer first is really, really cool. Um, Okay. So Chris, let's do some rapid fire questions on Lauren um, and let's just alternate. I'll ask one and then you ask one down this, down this rapid fire list. Um, I'll start super loaded question. So apologies in advance. Sorry, not sorry. Expo season. Do you like it or do you hate it? (laughs) Um, Love it because of all the customers and the networking and the interactions we have. It's just, it's an, it's an awesome time. Uh, it's a busy schedule. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. You know, we go through and we're doing something, especially now with our open house. Um, but when you look back and you say, absolutely love it, love doing the events, love talking to people, seeing people and everything. Okay. Most beautiful camp spot you've ever visited. Um, there any, well, I'll say in generally there's a, there any place with on water. Um, mm-hmm. and so I have a favorite spot up in the mountains of Utah that overlooks a very serene lake. And, um, that by far is, is my, my most favorite spot. And it's just because it's peaceful. I can go fishing. Um, and, uh, there's plenty of room there and it's high elevation. So the weather's great, you know, so, um, on a lake, on a stream where we can do some fishing and just have some peacefulness. We want GPS coordinates, Lauren. No, just <laughs> kidding. No, don't give us, don't give us. Okay. Jeep or Toyota or Nissan? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I have a power wagon. So that was oh, not okay. an option. Okay, so, you're right. I forget so, you're a trailer guy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so power wagon, I definitely. tow with a power wagon. But I would say in terms of the business in the industry, I, I think that the, the, the Toyotas are going to win out because there's more versatility with towing. Um, but I'll tell you, the Jeep owners, they have a great time. We just have to be a little more selective on the rig they choose and how to outfit it. Um, but, uh, tons and tons of both, you know, the Tacomas, the forerunners and the Jeeps, of course, gladiator Wrangler doesn't matter, you know? So, um, you can have fun with anything. I'm officially putting you in the Jeep camp by saying power wagon. Cause, uh, that's, uh, that's in <laughs> the same, in the go. same manufacturer family. Okay. R RTT rooftop tent or ground tent or a wimpy person's cabin inside of a 
trailer. Which do you prefer? <laughs> That's not a loaded question at all. Wait, wait, what's the third one? A, 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 a wimpy person. A wimpy person. Like uh, take, taking the, the wimpy route and staying inside a, uh, a cabin. Oh, in a real cabin. Okay. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So of, of those, definitely the ground tents out. We graduated from that a few years ago. Uh, so <laughs> not my thing anymore. Uh, so I would say the, the, the rooftop tent. And I tell you, there's some incredible options out there with rooftop yeah. tents that are super comfortable, super well built. Um, and it does give you that nimbleness, you know, to get out and explore. So uh, of those options, if the trailer's not in it, then definitely the rooftop tent. Got it. All right. Wood fire or gas fire? A wood in all cases, if you can do it safely, you know, yeah. of course, and, yeah. and, and, and per laws. But, um, you know, there's nothing better to me than sitting around a, a nice campfire with a favorite beverage and some good friends and family sitting around just hanging out. Um, yeah. Those those are the those are the memories that we have when we think back about, you know, what we do with our kids and good friends. And um, it's those campfire moments that you're hanging out talking and enjoying just uh, just time together, and uh, not that you can't do the propane fire, but there's something about the the crackle and the smell of a fire pit. Totally agree. Yeah, and totally sorry, agree. I can, a bonus rapid fire question, Will, that I'm kind of tacking onto that is, Lauren. So when you're sitting around a you know wood fire, propane fire, so what is your favorite beverage? <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, bourbon uh, is probably you know the, the hey! go-to. Uh, <laughs> um, but also, uh, a, a, a good bottle of wine. Um, so we go back and forth depending on the night, what we're looking to do. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I'd say, uh, one or both, uh, is a, is a good place to start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're in good company. Okay. Agreed. Um, yeah. air down, what's your air down PSI number? Like what's your go-to, like, I'm going to air down for this. I'm going to this number every time. Yeah. T- 20 to 22, kind of in that okay. uh, 22 is typically what I'm at for, for a trailer, you know, um, depending on the condition, you can go lower than that, but it depends on the trailer. Of course. Is that what you do to your power wagon? You go down to 2022. 20, I usually, yeah, 20, to, yeah, 20, 22. Yeah. 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 Good. yeah. Okay. Um, CB GMRS or ham. Um, it really depends on the group I'm with. Um, a lot of, a lot of my buddies were on GMRS. Um, but we also do some, you know, trips with other folks and, and events that they're on ham. So we do both, we carry both GMRS and ham, but you don't do CB. No. <laughs> yeah. CB is dead folks. CB is dead. Yeah. Unfortunately, I love CBs, but they are dead. Okay. Uh, last this is the last question off grid or on grid. Okay. And so let me just explain this. Like you can go overlanding and you can actually be on grid and some people really, really enjoy that. Or you can go off overlanding and the goal is to get off grid because people really, really enjoy not being connected. Which which is it for you? hundred percent off grid. If I can get really, truly away from people um, and, and not have the phone ping through being, you know, owning and running a business. Um, one of the things I commit to my clients is I do answer the phone. I do pick up my cell phone. Um, they text me. I get texts late at night on weekends. And if I'm available, then then absolutely, I'm going to respond. And so my time off grid is my time. I have backup for that. My office manager takes over for those calls and answers and texts and that sort of thing. But when I want to be off grid, I want to be off grid. I want to turn it off and, and have that family time and dedication. Um, other than the other weekend when the Golden Knights were playing in, are playing in the finals and we Starlink. decided to go ahead and we started saying we had a Starlink. We had to, we, we brought the Starlink. We had the generator running. We ran that thing and we watched an amazing, you know, game with the, with the Knights, which was phenomenal. Yeah. And so, yes, we laughed together as a group being off grid running Starlink, but we had streaming 
TV with a projection screen at our campsite. It was phenomenal. So. That's, that is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, moments. look, everybody has their limits, you know, amazing. everybody has yeah. their, it's a, you gotta watch, you gotta watch the game. So, um, yeah. Lauren, I just want to say, I, I, I have really enjoyed our relationship so far. Like I, I think clearly like uh, you're, I'm, I'm answering almost the same way on all these rapid fire questions in, in my own head. So I think we have a lot in common. It's been really fun working with you. I hope we continue to work together over this next year. I know you've got some cool trailers. I think we're going to connect hopefully at, um, Overland Expo Pacific Northwest. I know you're going to be there. I'm going to be there. So we'll at least try to get a, maybe it'll be a gas campfire, but we'll, we'll, we'll try to have a yeah. little bourbon around the, around the campfire in Ben together. Yeah. No, I look forward to you guys. Uh, you guys are uh, awesome to work with and really want to congratulate you on the success of the channel. Um, the, you know, the production quality and the storytelling um, that we've seen from the videos we've done together. It's just, it's just, you know, unbeatable. So congratulations, all the effort you're putting into it. It's working great. And we just really enjoy, you know, working with you guys on these projects. Awesome. Thank you so much. And so if you have made it this far in the podcast and you have not been to X grid campers, go to X grid campers, check, check out their inventory. Look at the, even if you're not into trailers, there's some really cool stuff and some really weird stuff um, that like, you just need to see in person. Like some, you see some of these shows and you're like, what, why in the world would they do that? And yet, so if you're going to go to any of these expo events, um, do go check out X grid because they are going to have some really cool trailers on display. And, um, and it's definitely worth seeing what these things are like in person. So that's going to do it for this uh, podcast episode. Chris, thanks as always for being here, man. So appreciate your, your commentary. And I kind of appreciate your face. <laughs> but not very I much. wish I could say the same well but uh Lauren at the very least it was great talking to you and um it was it was so uh enjoyable and informative and congrats on the success of of you know your business and growing it and um you know it, and just to tack on too if you go to, to Lauren's website uh prepend, prepare to spend a good amount of time because there are some just really awesome things on there thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time